This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Clem, publisher of the Plaid Horse Magazine, and we have a special co-host today, uh, Emily Ellick from Stonewall Farm. Welcome, Emily. Hi, Piper. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're listening to Horses in the Morning Weekend Plaidcast Edition on the Horse Radio Network for Saturday, December 17th, 2016. This episode is brought to you by Open Minds Academy in Wellington, Florida. Good morning, Horse World. Emily, thank you for filling in for Sissy. Sissy is actively um, at the USHA convention, making our sport better. Um, she's going to check in with us later in the program. Um, Emily runs Stonewall Farm uh, out of Exonia, Wisconsin, and has sold or leased over 60 ponies already this year. Um, Emily, you want to tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, well, um, my business, like you said, my business focuses primarily on sales and leases of ponies. Um, we are based out of uh, my family farm in Exonia, Wisconsin, which is a little bit outside of a major metropolitan area, um, about halfway between Madison and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But um, yeah, I, I've built up a, a business um, focusing on sales where you know we take ponies to horse shows, take them to pony finals, qualify them for the indoor shows, and do a lot of... Uh, trying to match ponies with the right riders in situations that they can go on and have success with their new people. Um, so this time of year, it's already snowing. It's, um, it's snowing right now at the Plaid Horse in New York. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what kind of challenges do you face, you know, by not going to Florida or, um, you know, how do you keep the ponies active and showing and in top form winning well, all winter long? Um, one of, you know, being in Wisconsin, one of the, the first things in the requirements we built the farm was an indoor arena. Um, and knowing that we were focusing on ponies, we have a good size, but not oversized indoors, so it stays fairly snug. Um, people might think I'm crazy, but we're not heated. <laughs> but we, we get out there, I have a single digit rule, anything above 10, we ride <laughs> regularly. The snow can get challenging. Um, I'm a little bit uh, challenged driving in the winter weather, despite having grown up here. <laughs> so it makes horse showing in the winter a little harder. We, we, we try to stay close to home. We, we show at the Legends Winter Series, put on by Showplace Productions, which is about an hour and a half from us. Um, and the St. Louis shows, the Queen Production shows, where I meet some of my clients from Kansas and Nebraska, where that's about six and a half hours for us. But it can be a little bit of a trick, you know, a lot of times we have to be a little flexible, leave a day early, leave a day late, uh, to or from the show, kind of watching watching the traffic conditions um, and trying not to be caught in a blizzard <laughs> on your way there. So that makes it a little fun. Um, so this time of year, we're all talking about gifts. We just published the Plaid Horse Holiday Gift Guide. We have so many 
great brands in there, Benefab, Fleeceworks, Ruspari, Coney Equestrian, Struck Bridges. You know, as a trainer, have you ever gotten like crazy holiday gifts? What's your favorite gift to get? You know, what's a bad gift for a trainer? Is that when your client <laughs> sends you a pony that you didn't look at? <laughs> exactly. More ponies, more problems. <laughs> um, it's probably a bigger problem for my husband, actually. Um, you know, I love I love getting gifts that I can, can use in the barn. Um, you know, being in Wisconsin, warm gifts are always, always appreciated. Um, my kids for my birthday this year got me a Keurig for the barn, which was amazing. Uh, <laughs> so I could have coffee right there all day. Love that. Um, but, you know, um, you know, warm weather cooling, I love that because <laughs> we, we definitely put the layers on when we're out here trying to keep going. It's been some of my favorite things. So, <laughs> so you were saying before that you do a lot of matching of pony and rider and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of what, what do you look for? And, you know, to parents that are just getting into the sport and their kids are really excited you know, how do you, how do you educate those parents on the first couple leases and purchases to make the best decisions? Well, um, I, I want to say that that's probably the hardest part of dealing with strictly ponies is that a majority of your buyers and lessees are first time customers. They haven't been through the process of trying ponies, shipping ponies in on trial, lease contracts the sale commissions, all of that seems really new and kind of scary to them. So I I sometimes I find like myself spending a lot more time on the paperwork and detail end of things than maybe um, (laughs) I truly enjoy. I'd rather spend time with the ponies and the kids just to make sure everybody's comfortable. I think the best thing people can do is when they're shopping is find a professional that they trust and um, feel comfortable working with, um, that their kids work well with, that they feel safe, you know, that the trainer is putting their child's best interest first and foremost. Um, I think when you find that professional to work with and you, you trust them then to find you the best pony, the whole process goes a lot more smoothly. I encourage parents to be realistic about their child's riding abilities and realistic. And these are all conversations they should be having with their chosen trusted professional, you know, what their goals are and how that relates to their budget for the, the pony. Um, because I, I think one of the big things I see is you know, your, your first pony doesn't necessarily have to be your most expensive pony, but it's probably your most important pony that you're going to buy at least for your kids. So you want to make sure that that's really truly a good match, that it is a safe pony that your child feels comfortable on and that the pony is sound enough and happy enough to do the job that your child is, is looking to do with it. You know, you get tricky requests for, you know, a first pony that will take them from the walk trot to pony finals. And that can be a little bit hard because the pony a, a six-year-old needs to learn to trot on is a very different pony than they might need to, to jump around at pony finals or go to indoors on. So I think the right, right professional in that situation helping to mold those expectations before they even start shopping is really, really helpful. Once it actually comes down to the 
lengthy trial process. I think parents need to understand they might be looking at a lot of ponies or they might be looking at one. I think sometimes trainers have a pony in mind for a kid years in advance. And, you know, when that one comes on the market, that's the pony they want. And again, it goes back to trusting the people you're working with. They know, you know, your child and your goals. And, and I think most, most professionals really do have the clients and the child's best interests at heart. I, I know I personally am open trial um, on most of my ponies. I think it's an important part of making sure the match works, that the pony and the kid are going to get along in the home trainer situation. Things like, you know, here in Wisconsin, we have great turnout. My ponies can go out for six or eight hours a day, even in the winter. But if they're moving to a more metropolitan area, they might not have that same level of um, time outside. And so they might behave a little differently. You need to know if that's going to work for your kid. Open Minds Academy is an elite tutoring facility right in the heart of Wellington. It tailors its services to the unique educational needs of the equestrian population. Open Minds Academy welcomes young students that have come to Wellington for season. Open Minds Academy communicates directly with schools and customizes its approach to each child. All levels of academics are handled seamlessly and meticulously in a fun, engaging, and social environment. Visit them on the web at www.openmindsacademy.org for more information. Open Minds Academy, providing an individualized approach to learning. guest on today's podcast is Cindy Rollman. Cindy is a special events and outreach manager at Burke USA. Cindy is a lifelong passionate animal advocate. She's advocated and rescued large and small animals throughout her career. She has served as a board member for the Kentucky Equine Humane Center, an all-breed equine shelter, the Lexington Humane Society, an all-species animal shelter, Bethlehem Farm, a Christian ministry to the women and horses of the thoroughbred industry, and Consider the Lilies, a Christian ministry to animals and animal owners. Welcome to the podcast, Cindy. Oh, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Um, so Brook USA is running a holiday campaign called Brook Shop. Um, can you tell us what Brook USA is and what you focus on? Oh, I would love to. Brook USA is the American fundraising affiliate for a charity called Brook, which is headquartered in England. Uh, Brook is actually the largest international equine welfare charity in the world. We uh, help horses, donkeys, and mules in developing countries. And by helping those animals, we also help the, the very, very poor people who rely on those animals for a living. So what we do here in the United States is just strictly fundraising to... Um, to support those overseas programs that so we're working across Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Central America. And one of the ways that we're doing that is through something that is new for us this year. We're just calling it Brook USA Shop. And it's a way for donors to um, purchase, it's actually a donation, but um, to, to purchase these symbolic gifts. Um, similar to what people are used to doing for Heifer International or, you know, for, for other charities. But basically, when you make a donation to us, we can use those funds um, for our, our overseas program. But you can purchase 
those things on behalf of other people. So you can give these these symbolic or virtual gifts to your friends, family, you know, clients, um, anyone. And we will then send an acknowledgement card to those people, letting them know that you have made this wonderful donation and um, telling them a little bit about what that donation is going to do. So what's the best place for people to get involved? Uh, well, we, have, we have, yes, we, we have uh, just our general website, uh, which, as you mentioned, is BrookeUSA.org, and that's Brook is spelled B-R-O-O-K-E, so it's BrookeUSA.org. Or if you want to go to our, our page that is specifically about the Brookshop gifts that I just mentioned, that is BrookeUSAShop, S-H-O-P.org. And there, there are a variety of options there on that page, anything from, from basically $25 and up. And we would just love for people to, to purchase some of those. It's, it's a tax-deductible gift and um, just a great way to help the world's hardest-working animals and poorest people around the world. So a lot of people have seen um, the donkey uh, in ads and promotions online for Brook USA. Um, what kind of challenges do these animals face in third world countries? Well, a lot of challenges. I can, I can tell you that much. Uh, everything from, from what, well, what we find just generally is that probably at least 80% of the working equines in the developing world, and that's probably 100 million animals as best as, as we can, can estimate. But at least 80% of those animals are suffering from chronic malnutrition, dehydration, um, lameness, and other crippling injuries, a lot of contagious diseases, overwork, exhaustion, heat stress. Um, you know, they're working in terribly, terribly difficult and harsh environments. And they're working for people who, who really so often don't have any idea how to take care of those animals because they've just never been taught. And they don't have the benefits that we have. You know, we're so used to being able to just jump online if our horse has a problem that we've never seen before. Or we call the vet and the vet is only a few minutes away. But for people who are working in developing countries, you know, there is no vet anywhere to close by in most cases. They can't just hop online to to find the answer to something. So they need all the help that they can get in just learning a lot of very, very basic things that we take very much for granted. And so what we're able to do then is go into these countries and into to communities across these countries and teach people very, very practical, sustainable ways to improve the, the welfare of their animals. And then we also uh, quite often are able to provide free veterinary care. So it's direct intervention for the animals, but always with the, the greater hope, the greater vision of teaching those owners and entire communities how to prevent those problems from happening to begin with, and then how to treat those problems you know, once they do occur. So you're trying to make a long-term solution that um, 
last basically through education. Yes, everything that we do, we want to be sustainable because we don't want to to create, um, I guess for lack of a better term, a welfare state, you know, with, with these communities. What we want is for them to be able to keep their animals, but have their animals be able to work um, happier and healthier because the, then the animal is able to provide better for the poor family who depends on it. And then we, we want to be able to then move our, our programs, move our resources then into other communities and, and start the same process over again. So we, we create change agents within these communities so that they can kind of take what they've learned and run with it, which then allows us to move on someplace else you know, where, where there's also a great need and keep the, keep the learning going and keep these changes going over the course of, of um, the next several generations. And it works really well. That's incredible. That must be such a staggering undertaking with all the languages and accessing these communities and being trusted by the local people. Well, it can be, but um, one thing that really helps us and sets us apart from uh, a number of other, you know, very good organizations is that we only use nationals. So, for instance, in in Pakistan, we are only using Pakistani veterinarians. Uh, In Nepal, we're only using Nepalese veterinarians. In Kenya, you know, Kenyan veterinarians. So, our staff in these countries already know the languages, they know the cultures, they know the people, because these changes don't happen overnight, you know, and, and that varies from one community to the next. In, in one community, we may only need to be there for, uh, you know, for a year or two. In other communities, we have to stay longer, but it really depends on the individual communities and how quickly they are embracing these changes that we're suggesting. And then we keep tabs um, with them. Even after we move out of one community and into another community, the people in those communities still have access to us. And we keep checking back just to make sure things are still going well and they are, are still you know, taking care of their animals well. So it's, it's, um, that's why it's so crucial, though, that we work with people, you know, that, that the people on our staff, are from those countries and are from those communities because they are there for the long haul. They don't just go in, you know, do something and leave. They're going to be there as long as it takes to make sure those animals' lives are, are um, improving. So uh, your materials say that your 2016 goal was to improve the lives of 2 million suffering um, horses and donkeys and mules each year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an incredible contribution and number to achieve. It really is a staggering number. And uh, last year we reached 1.8 million uh, just last year alone. And yes, we are on target. Um, in fact, we will, we will find out any day now um, if we have actually achieved our goal, but we were on target to reach 2 million. And uh, so I really have no doubt that we actually you know, we'll do that. And, you know, that is not a cumulative number. That is, that was starting with animal number one at the beginning of this year. And, um, 
you know, now we've ended up with $2 million. And our newest goal, we have a, a new five-year strategy, which calls for us to reach 5 million animals each year by 2016. So uh, that's, that's going to be a, a hugely significant number of animals. Um, it's still a drop in the bucket compared to the need, but that's why we're, we're always so appreciative of people who are willing to help through things like workshop or just um, making donations, you know, any time of year. Um, you know, you can know that, that your donations are not just keeping our doors open. They are actually allowing us to expand into new communities and new countries and to go places where absolutely no other help is available to these animals, um, you know, into very remote villages um, in the mountains of, of India or in the, the jungles of Guatemala. Uh, so we're, we're going where no one else goes and um, are the only, we are the only hope uh, for these animals and, and these people in, in most cases. So the Brook USA shop, can you explain a couple of the most popular options and how much uh, donation provides to these working animals? Yes. Um, all of those donations go into a fund that then allows us to, to put the money where it's needed most. So let's say, for instance, I'm sorry, one of the options um, is called, uh, I think it's called Comfort from the Cold. And it talks a little bit about providing blankets um, to animals who are working in, you know, frigid temperatures just to make sure they have a little warmth at night at the end of the workday. But, you know, we may have a lot more of those donations then we have for something else that our vets really need more. So we like to have the option of making sure those donations are being stewarded in a way that, that you know, gets the money exactly where it is needed the most. So regardless of which of the options you choose from workshop, you can just know that it's going to, it's going to, to help and it's just going to go where our vets um, see the greatest need. And I've started to see um, Burke USA t-shirts and sweatshirts around at horse shows. Um, can you tell us what kind of apparel option you can get to support Brooke? Well, we've just started running a few campaigns uh, with t-shirts and sweatshirts and some of those things. And they, they change every two or three weeks. So really the best way to see what sort of um, apparel we're offering at any given time you can just follow us on Facebook, Work um, USA, and I think our I think our name. I think to find us on Facebook, you may actually have to type in Work USA online. Those those three words, four words. <laughs> but anyway, on our Work USA Facebook page, not only does that keep our viewers up to date on exactly what's going on with our programs around the world, but it also shows those various apparel um, options every every two or three weeks when I change them. And that's just another nice way to support us by purchasing things like that. Um, because not only does that put some money in our pockets um, for our programs, but then when you wear that apparel, you're telling other people about the brook. And so that helps too, helps us spread the word. 
Awesome. Well, the Plaid Horse loves to support all kinds of educational efforts in the United States, and we're proud to support Brook USA internationally. Um, the best way to give this holiday season is to give back, and I hope you'll consider making a donation to one of Brook USA's programs this holiday season. Today's premier sponsor is Epona Exchange. Epona Exchange offers a premium online experience for horse buyers and sellers. Epona Exchange lists horses for sale, stud, and lease from trusted sellers. Visit EponaExchange.com today and receive 50% off a featured listing. Our final segment today is a preview of an upcoming podcast that will begin in January. Tanya Johnson's Inside Your Ride, the book is now becoming a podcast as well. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about the plans for your podcast, who your exciting first guest is, and what you hope to accomplish on the show. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm having so much fun because the last sort of month or so when we started working on this, I just started jotting down all the ideas that I wanted to share with folks. I've been asked several times, many, many times actually, when is your audiobook coming out? And I've not uh, been able to do an audiobook version of Inside Your Ride, but I was thinking, wouldn't it be great to have mental skills available to folks as a podcast, as a radio show, you know, just getting the conversation going and helping folks stay sort of creative and energetic and motivated to work on their mental skills. So that's how I see the show is really doing a little bit of maybe some teaching as far as some skills for people to use. But mostly I see it more as inspiration and having guests on, like our first guest in uh, January will be John French, who's done work in sports psychology. He's uh, someone who's had such a long and, and great career and is such a wonderful rider, but is able to sort of share, you know, these are some challenges I've had. These are the ways I've gotten through them. And I think that's really inspiring for people to understand that, you know, regardless of level in the sport or what you've accomplished, most folks at the top of any sport, not just, you know, equestrian or riding or hunter jumper world or anything like that are also working on their mental game. So the, the guests that I'll have, I'll have riders and trainers, um, you know, John being, being so kind to be on in January, but hoping that we can, we can show uh, that link and that, that commonality that I, I think is so inspiring for people. And that's a theme that I um, that's a definite carryover from the book as well. And then I'll do a segment on, True inspiration for me, things that I'm interested in, whether it's a new app that I see um, very much uh, some great uses for in as far as every rider, uh, for example, like Headspace app I'm going to talk about and some mindfulness apps um, in January, just how you can build in that kind of uh, mindful awareness in throughout your day or week or month. Uh, and how that can serve you and your time with your horse. And we'll also do a question and answer, which is super, super fun. So we'll have either a caller um, come in and, and I'll speak with someone about a question they had. We'll also be taking questions from people that submit online, either to myself or through Horse Radio Network. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that because I always enjoy you know, hearing what people are 
are, are dealing with and what they need help on. And, and we'd come up with, with creative ideas and some, some new ways for them to tackle sort of the challenges they're facing in their riding. Um, so that's, that's sort of the, the show, how I envision it. It'll, I love that it's going to be able to morph and change and, um, you know, be a somewhat fluid, uh, radio show. I see it not so much being, being, you know, so strict. If I have, you know, like I have a guest and I have someone else, I think, oh my gosh, this, this would be really interesting for people. I'll just go ahead and invite them on. So I'm hoping that it's, that it's able to be sort of, um, reactive and interactive in that sense too. If people say, you know, are asking me for certain things, I, I want to be able to be responsive to, to people that are listening. And the Plot Horse team has actively, you know, followed your program. Katie Cook, who's the head of our West Coast sales, has gotten tremendous results working with you in the past. And um, I talked to you at Thermal this past year when mm-hmm. I got exciting chance saddle time and didn't want to screw it up. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, no, it's so great. Yeah, and I was champion that week, and I completely channeled everything that, you know, you told me. And so we're so excited about this because it's had such an impact on on us and our riding. And I also think it's great. Um, a lot of us have commute times to work, to school, to mm-hmm. horse shows. And mm-hmm. it's a way that you can think about your – use that time to think about your riding and – think about, you know, improving your sport this time that could be otherwise basically wasted. So I'm really excited Absolutely. about the potential. Yeah. yeah, me too. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. And, and that's, I think, uh, such a, a, there's so much room, I think, for uh, development. So I'm glad to be, you know, I don't know of other podcasts that are doing uh, what I'm aiming to do. So I, I'm excited for that, sort of breaking some new ground perhaps and giving people an opportunity to bring some of that mental skills coaching ideas, you know, into their day-to-day. Absolutely. Doing barn chores, like you said, commute time is exactly why I think so many people ask, have asked me for an audiobook. And I think this will be even, in some ways, better than an audiobook because it will be different every month. It will be, you know, uh, having new ideas and trying to do some cutting edge stuff as far as things that I run across that are new in, in the world of sports psychology. I'll have some sports psychologists on, some mental skills coaches that I respect. Um, it, it'll be a really nice variety, I think, for people. And like I said, hoping to help them keep their motivation high for working on their mental skills and, and making sure they, they do both kinds of training, the mental training and the physical training, so that when they're getting to their horse shows or to a clinic or to a lesson, that they're really coming with a full and well-rounded sense of preparation, because that's what is most important to building true confidence, feeling like you're, you're covering all your bases. So I'm hopeful for that. I, I so enjoy being a part of many, many different people's teams. It's basically, I'm like, let's, let's, all, <laughs> let's all work on the same team as, as far as, you know, working on your own mental skills. Um, so that's something that I, I love getting feedback and I love the, the Q&A portion and hearing from folks if they're listening, what they like, what they want more of. I, I hope to be very um, responsive to that as much as possible. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so in the meantime, I love your Facebook, your inspirational quotes and posts. Can you tell people where to find you and where to read inside your ride the book before yep. the January podcast starts? 
Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So Inside Your Eyes, the book is available as an ebook, a Kindle version, and also as a paperback on Amazon and all of, all of those kinds of outlets. And on Facebook, I'm at Tanya Johnston Mental Skills Coach. I'm on Twitter as Tanya Johnston and Instagram. I have an Inside Your Ride Instagram account that's actually a little bit new. I just did it a few, a few months ago, so I'm excited to get, to get more followers and to get, and hopefully again, like I love social media as far as being able to connect with people and hear from people and have conversations. So yeah, absolutely. Looking, looking forward to meeting more people in this more virtual world that we live in. And I think a podcast is a great addition to that and, and really uh, I'm I'm very glad to be able to be part of the podcast and, and Horse Radio Network. Great. Well, you can look forward to the new Inside Your Ride podcast debuting January 2017. Well, this wraps up uh, the end of the 2016 year for the podcast. Um, this is our actually our final episode on Horses in the Morning. We are starting our own show, the podcast, in 2017, and that'll have exciting shows on it like the NCEA weekly updates with Tom O'Mara, um, Inside Your Ride with Tanya Johnson, and of course, podcast guests, um, guest hosts, um, and all kinds of great horse people. We will, of course, still be on the Horse Radio Network, on the Horse Radio Network app, on the iTunes feeds, um, everywhere you're listening to your podcast already, we will just have our own show, the podcast, um, which is very exciting. And you'll be hearing more from us next year. So, Emily, what are your holiday plans looking like this year? Well, for the first time in a long time, I took December off for horse showing, which has been <laughs> a little little hard, but uh, kind of kind of nice at the same time. <laughs> um, so, we've been obviously spending some more time with my family, uh, getting ready for Christmas with my two boys, and also it's given me a little time at home to play with some of our up-and-coming green ponies, which is, is nice to have a concentrated block of time at home to bring along some of the young ones for 2017 that we're really, really excited about. So, um, yeah, we're ready. we'll be ready to get horse showing in January. <laughs> awesome. And we are yeah. on our way from here out to Hits Coachella Circuit in a couple weeks um, in California. Um, so the plot horse gets to be based out in um in Palm Desert in California for a couple weeks uh, this winter. So that'll be really nice. We'll be coming to you from there in January. Um, you can okay, find, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will not be riding in an indoor this winter. Um, <laughs> you can find links to today's guests and show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. Um, you can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search Horses in the Morning. Um, and follow the Horse, uh, Horse Radio Network on Twitter at, at Horse Radio. You can have all the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go using the free app. It'll be the easiest way to listen to the podcast channel starting in January 2017. And uh, that's free for iPhone and Android. Or you can go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network for that. You can listen to podcasts anywhere else. You usually do the Horse Radio Network website, iTunes. I personally use Stitcher and you never need to miss an episode. Um, Thank you to our sponsors, Open Minds Academy in Wellington, Florida, Epona Exchange, where horses are sold, and Inside Your Ride with Tanya Johnson. 
Happy riding in 2017, Emily. Thanks, Piper. Happy holidays to everyone and wishing everyone a happy new year.